0: Father, we thank you for tonight. Father, we bless you. Father, we ask, I we say, our eyes of understanding is alighting much more and more. Our minds are fixed on your grace and our hearts are stable on your love. We can comprehend and build the mysteries of Christ clearly. I will say there is no confusion in this atmosphere. Every, everyone sees, sees Jesus as we see ourselves in him. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Alright, we continue on our question. What is forgiveness of sins? And we studied in the afternoon, <clears throat> John 3 16. For God so loved the world. John 3 16, like I said, you don't get familiar with Bible study. That you know John 3:16, you cannot quote it. Does not mean that when they call that place, you cannot you will not open it again in your in your Bibles, that's not how to be a good Christian. A good Christian attitude is that you don't get familiar with the scriptures at all. No, 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 don't get familiar. So John 3:16 says, For God's love of the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And we studied, we said, that is the character of God demonstrated in Jesus, that we saw Jesus giving himself, and whosoever believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And we studied, we studied the gospel and we said the gospel as Jesus died, Jesus buried, Jesus rose again, according to First Corinthians 15:1 to 4. It says it says out that Christ died according to the scriptures, out that he was buried, and that he rose again. We said we can call that Christ's sacrifice for the sinner. So when we say I'm preaching the gospel to somebody, we can say I am telling someone. Christ's sacrifice for the sinner or if the person is a sinner you are saying i am sharing with you what Christ sacrificed himself for for you. So the gospel can be called Christ's sacrifice for the sinner. And we studied, we studied Matthew account in Matthew 28. Upon the resurrection, Jesus gave them an instruction. He said, Go into the world." in verse 18, Matthew 28, 18 to 20. Jesus and Jesus came, Matthew 28. 18 to 20 it says, And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Verse 19 Go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Verse 20 Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you even unto the end of the world this was matthew's rendition this was matthew's account matthew's summary of jesus instructions to them and he told them now let's see mark's own mass command the same thing but they wrote it in their own way look at in mark in mark 16 Mark's account Mark 16 verse 15 Mark sixteen verse fifteen. It says, "And he said unto them, Go ye unto the, world, go ye to, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature." Verse sixteen: "He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned." That was Matthew. That was Mark's account. Let's see Luke. You will see, it's the same thing. The same. The same thing, only the only that the fact that they rendered it differently. Look at Luke's own Luke 24, Luke 24, verse 47, Luke 24, verse 47, Luke 24, verse 47. It says, and that repentance and remissions of sins should be preached in my name among all nations. So upon the resurrection, that I was sharing with you. Earlier this afternoon, I said, in Luke 24, verse 25, And he said to them, O fool, slow of to believe all that the prophet has spoken. Ought not Christ to suffer these things and to enter into his glory? Verse 27, And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself so upon the resurrection jesus taught them for 40 days and 40 nights the summary of what he taught them was what we saw here and the instruction he gave them was that they should go and preach in verse 47 look to in the they should go and preach repentance and remission of sins among his name to the people so I was sharing with you I said what we receive upon salvation is can be called forgiveness of sins that very thing you received upon salvation can be called forgiveness of sins now because Jesus was teaching them what they received on salvation so Jesus told them that they receive remissions and forgiveness of sins So, he now told them to go and in turn preach the same thing. So, that is, when you now preach to a sinner, what does the sinner receive? The sinner receives forgiveness of sins. So, we question we want to study in this series is, what is that thing called forgiveness of sin? Because, yes... You and I today upon salvation receive forgiveness of sins. That is why I was telling them in the afternoon, I said, that is why you don't preach motivation to people. You don't preach success, you don't preach entertainment, you preach the Word in a simplicity. Because that was Jesus' mode of teaching, that was the apostles' mode of teaching you cannot change the mode of teaching you didn't receive entertainment don't in turn go and give a sinner entertainment no don't do that so what you will give a sinner is indirectly called or directly called forgiveness of sins you have received forgiveness of sins so you will now in turn through your preaching and teaching the sinners you will now in turn give the sinner Forgiveness of sins via the gospel. So that was why we said the gospel can be called Christ's sacrifice for the sinner. So Christ's sacrifice for the sinner can in turn be called the forgiveness of sin. So, when we preach to a sin, I will say, you know, Christ died for you. Christ was buried for you. Christ rose again for you. And the person believed. The person repented of his ways. What have we given the person? We have preached forgiveness of sins and the person has received forgiveness of sins. Get the previous track. You will get it clearer there. And I was explaining. I showed them I showed every one of you in Acts two verse thirty eight. Acts two verse thirty eight. The sermons in Peter's the, the sermons in the book of Acts. Acts two verse thirty eight. I said, and Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus for the remissions of sin, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Peter did not change the cost of his sermon anymore. He gave them. He says, Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins that is for the forgiveness of sins in act 3:19 act 3:19 act 3:19 it says repent ye therefore and be converted and that your sins may be blotted out that when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of god look at act 5:30 act 5, verse 30 to 31 act 5 verse 30 to 31, Acts 5, 30 to 31, it says, And God, the God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you slew, and hang on the tree, verse 31. In him, God has exalted with him the right hand of the prince and the saviour to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. They didn't change the course of their sermon because that was what they received upon salvation. So, upon salvation, every one of us received forgiveness of sins. So, when you will preach to a sinner, when you will preach to an unbeliever, you will preach the same thing you received. That was why in First Corinthians 15, go there, go to First Corinthians 15. Let me show you there. First Corinthians 15, look at verse 1. Paul told them, it says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you, The gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received. Paul told them, I declare unto you, the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which ye are saved, by which we keep in memory, what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. So that is the simplicity of the gospel, and I explained to you that the word repent means a change of mindset or a change of perception. And I explained repentance. And I, I, honestly, I'm still trying to think since the last meeting. I be trying to. I tried to think of what that what we used to call repentance before. I, I can't really remember, but if I remember, I we explain again what people term repentance for, like oh. The person maybe repent of your sins. Repent! I I, I really forgot how this all those people explain it, because I've renewed my mind a long a, a while, for a while now. So now the word repent means a change of mind and perception. When you preach to the a, the gospel to a sinner, what does the sinner do? The sinner repents. What is he repenting for? His mind is being changed. That is, you have convinced the person that Christ died, Christ buried, Christ rose again. It's like wow, glory to God! I never saw it like this. That's called repentance. His mind is being changed. His perception is being changed. And I explain: you can call re- you can call repentance in such a way that if this, if this by- if this pen is black, and I want to convince you and say, this pen is blue. And I successfully convinced you. That is called repentance. You have repented to think that the, the pen I'm showing you is blue. That's repentance. It's just like saying, okay. It's just like saying, um, there, are, there is $1 million in everybody's account. I'm sure the first thing everybody will do is to check it. Now, you now check the account, you did not see it. But imagine, I now successfully convinced you that, no, calm down. You will soon see the $1 million in your account. It's just so, 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 so. I like, wow, I can't wait to thank God, this and that and that and that. What I have successfully did was to teach you and convince you. And what you did was to repent. That repentance means you will change your mind. You change your perception. You quit seeing things the way you used to see it before. That's what we call repentance. So when it says, repent ye therefore, and be baptized, every one of you. That is, now, change your perception. Change your ways. And receive the fact that you have now had forgiveness of sins upon the facts that are now preached to you. So when you receive the gospel, you repented. How did you repent? You changed your mind to believe, ah, Christ died for my sins. Christ was buried. Christ rose again. That's what we call repentance. Quit seeing repentance with the previous way you used to see. Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Come and repent now. Repent, oh, repent. Repent, repent, repent. repent. Even that one became very scary when we were growing up, especially those people that used to do. If you grew up in Nigeria, those people that used to do morning cry early in the morning, five a five o'clock or five thirty, they'll be ringing bell, they wear white garment, down repent, down repent, Jesus is coming soon, repent for your sins. Your mind will creep you. There's no way you as growing up, there's no way your mind will not creep you. You feel like ah, you still have that. no. That's not what repent means. Repent means change your mind. Now, see things in regard to the fact of the gospel that's being preached to you and you've received forgiveness of sins. So now, the same way I'm teaching you now, and you are receiving what I'm teaching you, and your mindset is being corrected, you are repenting. <laughs> yeah. Alright. So you'll see the same thing in 10. I showed you at 10, verse 42 to 43 says, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remissions of sins, that is, to the intent of which the preaching the preaching that will preach, men will receive forgiveness of sins. Why do we preach the gospel while we after it? an unbelieving man? To the intent at which they will receive forgiveness of sins. You will see in Act 13, I showed you Act 13. Says truthless man preach unto you forgiveness of sins. You will see Paul telling them in Acts 26, Acts 26, verse 15 to 18, that they may receive forgiveness of sins. So we are still on our on we are still on our journey on what is that thing called forgiveness of sins. Yes, we received it upon salvation. Yes, when we preach the gospel to somebody, we, we are preaching forgiveness of sins to the person. What is that forgiveness of sin? We are still on that journey, and we'll take it gradually. Look at Second Timothy three verse fifteen. Second Timothy three fifteen. Second Timothy three verse fifteen. Second Timothy three fifteen. Second Timothy three fifteen. Says, and as from a child, that was known the holy scriptures. We shall able to make the wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Verse sixteen, all scriptures is given by the inspiration of God, and it is profitable for teaching. That is the the all scriptures there will be the writings, the writings of old, everything. It is given by the blown-up, the inspiration of God and it is profitable opilemos. That is the scripture can convince men of the truth. That's the meaning of profitable opilemos. O-P-H-E-L-I-M-O-S. O P H E L I M O S. Opilemos. That is the scripture as the convincing, as the power to convince men of the truth. So when you meet a a man that is not born again, rely on the scriptures. When you meet an atheist, rely on the scriptures. When you meet a Judaism the the people practicing Judaism, rely on the scriptures. When you meet a Muslim, rely on the scriptures. Don't rely on your experience. Don't say, ah, I met some I I was talking to someone last week. But someone was saying, ah, my own salvation story is long. How God? No, rely on the scriptures. Always learn to rely on the scriptures. The scriptures ask the power to convince men of the truth. So, when we preach the scriptures to men, we are preaching forgiveness of sins to them. So, when we preach to an unbeliever, we are preaching forgiveness of sins that we have received. And our journey to this in this series is what is that thing called? Forgiveness of sins, we will still get there. Now, it says all scriptures is given for the profit and is profitable for doctrine. That is, when you it is profitable, the scriptures is profitable to convince men of some teachings for teaching. So, we can use the scriptures to suitably teach. That is the Old Testament now. We can use it to suitably teach for reproof, for reproof, for correction. Correction is the word epanotosis, That is to restore things to their proper use of place. It can change a wrong doctrine. It can correct a false theology. That is the word epanotosis Correction. It can change a false theology. It can change a false teaching. It can change a false doctrine by teaching. And it says, For instruction in righteousness, Padea, yeah, it says that a man of God, my God, perfect, and thoroughly furnished unto our good works so the fabrics of the message of the gospel is the forgiveness of sins now the forgiveness of sins was prophesied also in the old testament's books that is why i showed us second timothy 315 don't say don't be that believer that thinks i've seen people do this a lot hey let's stay in the new testament the New Testament. Why, why do we have the Old Testament then? If we all, if we should stay in the New Testament. Don't, don't don't enter into those stupid errors. Please, I'm begging you. The 66 books are given for teaching. They are given for our learning. They are given so that we can study and teach from it well. That's why me have started telling people, don't even read from the epistles anymore. Read from Genesis. Because when you read from Genesis with no mindset, You will understand the truth of the gospel. I stop telling people, stay in the episode. No, go back to Genesis. Genesis is the seed form of the gospel. So the forgiveness of sins in the gospel was prophesied in the old testament books. Let me walk you through it. Paul was telling Timothy said, as from a child. That is, as from a spiritual child, when I was mentoring you spiritually, you've known the Holy Scriptures. That is, the Old Testament writings, the Agus Gafri, the writings of the Prophet, the writings of the sacred sacri- writings And, it's able to make you wise unto salvation through faith, which is the Christ Jesus. So, we can successfully explain and teach the Gospel from the Old Testament. Don't say, it's the Old Testament. That's why we are doing that our series of is God angry. So that you can say, oh, it's the Old Testament. No, 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 no. Calm down. Ensure you are a patient learner. The stability of the believer is in much teaching. When you receive and you learn well, in much patience, you will get it. Don't rush. Take it gently. You will get it. All right. Forgiveness of sins was prophesied in the Old Testament books. This can be explained also. So, we can explain this also when we use the epistles. But we will see. We will not show you well from the Old Testament now. Now, let's see Micah. I'm sure many of you have not opened that place in a while. Micah. Micah 7, verse 18 to 20. Micah 7. Verse 18 to 20. Let's take it gradually like that. that. Micah 7. Verse 18 to 20. Micah 7. Verse 18 to 20. Micah 7. Verse 18 to 20. Says, Who is a God like thee that pardoneth iniquity and passeth by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? Okay, so when I start teaching you, i do an overview of isaiah for you i will explain the word remnant for you what it means i want to i want to try and touch that book and give you an explanation later it says of the remnant of his heritage he returneth not his anger forever because he delighted in his mercy verse 19 he will turn again he will have compassion on us he will subdue our iniquities and will cast All our sins, all their sins into the depths of the sea. Verse 20, thou will perform the truth to Jacob, thou will perform the truth to Jacob and the mercy to Abraham, and thou hast sworn unto our fathers from the days of old. See the gospel in a simple form here. Micah, he referred to God as the one that pardoneth iniquities. So, even from the Old Testament, even from the prophets of the Old, they knew the simplicity of the gospel that God forgives our sins. Iniquity there means sins. It says, who is is a God like unto thee that pardoneth iniquities? So, God forgives our sins. He explained that God's compassion is in very clear terms as the forgiveness of sins, as the forgiveness of sins, he explained it in very clear terms. He says who oh, is it that pardoned me? And passage is the same. That is, we can successfully now teach from the book of Micah and say, God forgives our iniquities, and so when we want to preach that to an unbeliever we tell them god forgives them so can you see the truth of the scriptures you will find in the epistles you will also find in the old testament see so now look at that place in verse 19 where it says in verse 19 where it says and will cast their sins into the depth of the sin into the depth of the sea the term cast all their sins into the depth of the sins is explained in in it explained us what this forgiveness of sin is to take away and to set free that is if we cast our sins into the depth of the sins means what forgiveness of sin means to take away and to set us free from sin so you will see, The prophets prophesied this, let's see Jeremiah, let's see Jeremiah, because you will see all of the prophets made us to understand that God is a God that forgives sins. I'm teaching you this so that you can understand how to teach an unbeliever that God forgives him. You will walk them through and show them. See? God has forgiven your sin. That has been the character of God from the Old Testament. Forgiveness of sins. That we have received that forgiveness. Now look at Jeremiah 31. Jeremiah 31 verse 33 to 34. Jeremiah 31 verse 33 to 34. Jeremiah 31 verse 33 to 34. 33 to 34. It says, But this shall be the covenant I will make with the house of Israel. After those days see the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts; I will write it in their hearts, and will be their God, and they shall be my people. Verse 34, And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor, and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall know me from the least of them, unto the greater of them, said the Lord, and I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sins no more. We have seen Micah, now look at Jeremiah prophesying the same thing. That was the same prophecy. The same prophecy in Jeremiah was the same prophecy that the writer of Hebrews quoted. See the same thing, what he quoted. In, look at what the writer look at where the writer of Hebrews got his explanation from. Don't forget, the epistles are the explanation of the Old Testament. So, where did the writer of Hebrews get his explanation from? Look at Hebrews 8, verse 8. Look at Hebrews 8, 8 to 12. Hebrews 8, 8 to 12. Hebrews 8, 8 to 12. Let's be fast. Hebrews 8, 8 to 12. Because we have a couple of things to cover tonight. Hebrews 8, 8 to 12. It says, For finding fault with them, it said, Behold, the days come, said the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Is that similar to what we read in Jeremiah? Yes. It is not according to the covenant which I made with the fathers in the days which I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt because they continue not in my covenant and I regarded them not, see the Lord. It is for this is the covenant, verse 10 now, Hebrews 8. I'm reading from Hebrews 8, verse 10 now. For this is the covenant that I will make with the, with the house of Israel after those days, said the Lord, and I will put my laws into their hands and write them into their heart and I will be to them, neighbor, and I will be to them their God and they shall be to me a prophet to the be, male be people, verse 11, and they shall teach no man neighbor and every man is rather saying, know the Lord for all shall know me from the least to the greater, verse 12, and I will be merciful to their righteousness and their sins and iniquities will remember no more. Look at Hebrews 8, verse 8 to 12 and Jeremiah 31, ter- Jeremiah 31, verse 33 to 34, you will see that it is the same thing. That was where they brought out their explanation from. So now, Let's study. Observe something carefully. Watch this now. Watch this carefully. The book of Hebrews explained that the covenant does not find fault. The book of Hebrews explained that the, this covenant we are in is not a fault-finding covenant. That is why in verse twelve of Hebrews three He says, I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. He used the phrase, merciful to their righteousness" to explain the phrase, forgiving their iniquities that was spoken by Jeremiah. I will come again. He used the same phrase. He used the phrase, i will be on mercy i will be merciful to their unrighteousness that was to explain what jeremiah was saying that i will forgive their iniquities what jeremiah was saying in verse 34 for i will forgive their iniquities do you see in jeremiah 31 verse 30 34 in that ending part jeremiah said for i will forgive their iniquities and their sins i remember and their sins i will remember no more in Hebrews verse 12, what did Hebrews writer says? He says, I will be I will be merciful to their unrighteousness. He skipped, I will forgive their iniquities. This is what I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. That was also it's just the same thing. Explaining what the guy was seeing, explaining what the prophet was seeing in Jeremiah. So now let's see something. When it says, will I remember no more, what does that word remember mean? Remember is from the Greek word called mimnesko. M-I- M-I-N min, N-E-S-K-O M-I-N N-E S-K-O M-I-N M-I-N NESKO That's the word remember in the Greek. It has to do with the mind grasping a fact to bear in mind, to recollect. So what Jesus what the writer of Hebrews was saying that I will not consider, I will not talk about it. That is I will not it will not even come in our discussion anymore. Remember is from the word that Mimnesko, it has to do with the mind. That is, grasping a fact. To bear in mind, to recollect. That is, my mind will not grasp these facts anymore. It's just like saying, um, it's just like saying, explaining, explaining, um, explaining how they built an aeroplane to a baby. You know, the baby cannot grasp the fact in his mind. His intellect has not developed to grasp the fact. That's exactly how it is. That is, the grasp, it cannot grasp. So, when it's saying God will remember, and our sins and iniquities, He will remember no more. He's saying, God, we cannot grasp the fact. It will not come to the mind of God. So, in a proper language, it will mean I will not consider it. Neither will I talk about it. Or it will not, it will not even come in our discussions anymore. What it will do to sin. Since are sins and iniquities will I remember no more. That is, there are sins and iniquities will I not consider it. I will not talk about it. That is, it will not come in our discussion. So, when we open our mouth to pray, sin is not an issue between us and the Father anymore. So, quit thinking, ah, what of what I did yesterday night? No, 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 no. Sin does not destruct your interaction with the Father. So, that is why when you, be, when, you, when you get a man saved, ask the man to understand that his sins and iniquities has been forgiven. That it is not going to affect his relationship with God now that he is born again. That it God will not consider it. He will not talk about it. That is, it will not even come in your discussion again. So, it will not be like, there is not going to be a throne room. We're going to show you. Ta-da! Look at what you did in 2010. You opened the pot and you stole the meat. So, now go to air fire. Ta-da! It will not come because we now have a fire. It will not come in our conversation anymore. So, when we even speak with tongues, we will not speak with a sin conscious mindset anymore. These are the little things you need to help the believer, a, a growing believer, understand. And even you yourself need to understand. I will says, I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. So, the forgiveness of sins is the basis of this non-remembrance of sin. So why do we preach forgiveness of sins? Because there is not going to be a remembrance of it anymore. So when we are sharing the gospel to a, an unbeliever, we are indirectly telling them, see you as you believe the gospel. If you have even killed, if you are an ISIS, if you are a Boko Haram, If you are an icadia, all of those things. If you are the one that even bombed, it's not going to be in your record anymore. There is nothing like karma. Erase those mindsets. Renew your mind. Repent today. There is nothing like karma. The forgiveness of sins is the basics of the non-remembrance of sins. So why are we preaching the gospel? Why are we sharing to men? Why are we getting men saved? We are telling them, see, quit all those your lifestyle. Not that you should quit them or everything, but see, when you believe the gospel, you have the capability to live right because God does not even remember. It will not come into the discussion. He will not consider it anymore. So it will just be like what people call honesty. No, honesty is even too small. When they got grant you pardon for all the sins you committed, now nah, that's still small. People can still refer to you and say, eh, but it's on your record. Uh, now, nah, that's still even small. So, Paul even explained this as the righteousness imputed to a man by faith in Christ Jesus upon the resurrection that the man is justified. And sin is no longer imputed unto him. You can see that in Romans 4. Study Romans 4. I thought on that late, sometimes this year. Romans 4. So, the forgiveness of sins is on the basis that I will remember the sins no more. So, the writer of Hebrews quoted Jeremiah again. You see, he quoted Jeremiah in Hebrews 8. He quoted Jeremiah again in Hebrews 10. Let's see what he said. Hebrews 10 verse 15 to 17. Hebrews 10 verse 15 to 17. Hebrews 10 verse 15 to 17. He says, We have of the Holy ghost also is a witness to us. For after that he has said before, This is the covenant I will make with them. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their mind will I write them. Verse seventeen, and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. This was uh, this was what he was explaining. That God's promise of forgiveness of sins has been fulfilled. In Christ Jesus. So, when we walk up to a sinner, we are assured of what will happen to them. Are you following what I'm saying? Are you following what I'm saying? Watch this now. When you walk up to a sinner, you are walking up to them with confidence that, ah, the message I will present to you that I have received, that has changed me, I will give you the same upon the resurrection that when you now believe the gospel you have received remission and forgiveness of sin and that forgiveness of sin it means god will remember your sins no more hebrews 10 verse 11 to 14 hebrews 10 verse 11 to 14 and every priest standing daily ministering and offering oftentimes at the same sacrifice which can never fix away sins verse 12 but this man after he has offered one sacrifice for sin forever sat down at the right hand of god for by one offering he has perfected forever them that are sanctified look at how the writer of hebrews was saying it. look at how paul, paul paul also alluded to the same facts Look at Paul. Look at what Paul said. You see, you know, we can't overrule Paul. We're still coming to the Old Testament soon. We'll still see David. We'll still see how David, how David explained in in, in his own writings, how David explained the forgiveness of sins. But look at Paul. Ephesians 1 verse 1 to 5. Ephesians 1 verse 1 to 5. Having predestinated us, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, According to the good pleasure of his will. Verse 7. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. We have it through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. According to the riches of his grace. Look at Colossians 1 verse 13. Colossians 1 verse 13. Colossians 1 verse 13 to 14. Colossians 1 verse 13 to 14. Colossians 1 verse 13 to 14, we are no longer, Colossians 1 verse 13 to 14, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son verse 14, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. So are you seeing why we are studying this series? Because it seems to be so repeated in the scriptures Forgiveness of sins. Forgiveness of sins. What is this thing called forgiveness of sins? Ah, we studied the prophet. It says that our sins and iniquities, he will remember no more. He will be unmerciful to our righteousness. And we said, for he remembers means he, he will not take account of, he will not consider it, he will not come into our discussion anymore. That is God. For, God does not remember our sins. And it says we have received forgiveness of sins. So, we are no longer in our sins because he rose from the dead. We have forgiveness in Christ Jesus upon the resurrection. The big question we are still ask, trying to answer in this series is what is that forgiveness of sin? We have not got there yet. We will get there soon what is forgiveness of sins look at first corinthians 15 1 corinthians 15 14 to 17 1 corinthians 14 15 to 17 and if christ be not risen then our preaching is vain and your faith is also vain Yea, we have found witnesses of god because we are testified of God that He has raised up Christ, whom He raised not, he will raise us not up. If so be that Christ rise not, verse sixteen. For if the dead rise not, then Christ, then is not Christ raised. Verse seventeen. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain, and you are yet in your sins. So, the basis of us receiving forgiveness of sin is as a result of how Christ died, how Christ was buried, and most importantly, erased again. And as a function of how erased again, forgiveness of sins is now available to every man upon salvation, upon the resurrection. So, it is there. So, when we we have received it now because we are saved. We have received it because we are saved. But when we walk up to an unbeliever, when we preach to them, we are preaching forgiveness of sins. And once they repent, you already know the meaning of repent now. Repent means once they change their mind, once you have been able to convince them well from the Scriptures, by the power of the Holy Ghost, and they change their mind, they also receive the same forgiveness of sins. And in this series, we'll be studying what is that forgiveness of sins. What did the prophets ask to say? We have not studied what David said. We are studying what Micah said. We are studying what Jeremiah said. We are studying what the writer of Hebrews, I he draw his words, said. We've seen Paul. Paul told us having been predestinated unto the adoption of children by christ jesus to himself according to his good pleasures of his will in verse 7 applications 1 verse 5 to verse 7 says in whom we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his glory to the riches of his grace in colossians 1 verse 13 it says who had delivered us of the power of darkness and translated us to the kingdom of his dear son in whom we have redemption we know we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. Glory to God. We've received forgiveness of sins. God, so sin cannot come before our discussion anymore. Quit seeing yourself as a sin conscious believer. Quit seeing yourself now that you have received the gospel. Sin is not an issue to you anymore. You already have forgiveness of sins upon the resurrection. It says the word remember from the Greek word mimesko. It says it has to do with grasping a fact to bear in mind, to recollect. That is, I will not recall I will not consider it, nor talk about it. That is, it will not come in our discussion anymore. That is forgiveness of sins. That is forgiveness of sins. Forgiveness of sins. We see it from, we've seen it in the Old Testament. Forgiveness of sins. See, we have received this upon salvation. And in this series, our eyes will be opened much more to see what we've received upon salvation. And we'll still study what it really means. What does forgiveness mean? What does that forgiveness means? What does it means for us to be forgiving? That's why we are studying this. So, so that when you when you want to teach a, a believer, when you want to teach people, you go well prepared to tell them. Listen to me. What we are receiving, what I'm teaching is that you are forgiving. When what does it mean to say somebody is forgiving? We will we'll find out in this series Let's just lift our hands wherever you are. And thank the Father for what we received upon salvation. Bless Him. Just bless Him. Just unmute yourself and bless Him. If you can lift your hands, just thank Him this evening. Thank Him for what? For forgiveness. Thank Him because we've received forgiveness of sins upon salvation. Thank Him that we are no longer sinners. Thank Him that sins can no longer come before us. Oh, we'll bless you. we we'll bless you. You gave it all for me. You gave it all. You gay.